0: morning everybody happy well I guess it's a happy Monday welcome to episode number 39 I guess that's the Mika Fitzpatrick episode (laughs) and today we are going to be talking the Steelers loss to the New York Jets 24 to 20 Jim how are you doing this fine Monday I'm great it is a good Monday
1: it is a good morning I I know the loss I know one and three I know losing to the Jets I know all that's hard but you know, you agree? Kenny Pickett looked like he did the preseason. Yeah, man, he looks like a player, doesn't he? He does.
0: He looks like
1: a, a championship quarterback in the making. It's going to take a little time.
0: Right, and we are going to get into everything regarding the loss to the Jets, including the next four games, which are going to be uh, very, very difficult to say the least. <laughs> but uh, Jim, let's go ahead and jump right into it this this fine Monday morning. Twenty-four to twenty loss to the Jets. Let's start with obviously what everybody wants to hear about halftime. And I know I was shocked because I didn't see it coming this soon. I thought eventually we would get to the point where Kenny would would get the opportunity. But he goes in there to start um, in the the third quarter after the the Jets first drive and uh, Accrashore Stadium loses its mind. Let's let's talk about it.
1: Jeremy, this is your chance to gloat. I'm surprised you're being so humble. I thought, I thought you were expecting this. I said the
0: Tampa Bay game, not the Jets game.
1: Well, okay. What? A couple of weeks. But I mean, I was, I was really surprised. I was really surprised. You know, I, I thought, well, you know, Mitch uh, uh, took a, a, a personal foul that <laughs> negated his interception and Gave them, was that the 51-yard field goal or the 59-yard field goal? That was, was I that the?
0: 59, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: So, okay. So, I mean, how much did Mitch have to do with that? Not much. But I still thought, well, that's a field goal. They'll, you know, they'll use that as the momentum mm-hmm. required. And uh, Mitch might be able to pull this out. Maybe not. But then, you know, down uh, on the sideline, Will Graves uh, from the Associated Press was sitting next to me. He goes, looks like Pickett. And I was busy with some stats or something. I said, what are you What are you talking about? You know, you know, you guys are crazy with all this stuff. Tomlin's not going to make this move yet. Yeah. <laughs> I looked down. There was Trubisky in his ball cap, kind of standing back a little bit. And he didn't look like he was pouting or anything, but it looked like he was getting ready to go in and, Quarterback coach was talking to Pickett on the sideline with, with his helmet on. I don't know what y'all saw on TV, but that's what I was watching during halftime. And people kept coming up to uh, Kenny and bumping him, patting his butt, stuff like that. And then I saw those same people going over and patting Mitch on the back. Like, that was consolation. Those were consolation paps. Pats. Right. The, other, the other guys were, were were fist bumping him, like, you could do this, man. I'm like, wow, this is really going to happen. Yeah. And sure enough, the stadium lit up. But you know, it wasn't my understanding is it wasn't some uh, announcement in the locker room? Mm-hmm. It it, it kind of leaked out. Uh, Deontay Johnson said he he was told on his way back to the field after the after halftime. So you know, the NFL locker rooms are a little different. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, they they just huddled with Kenny and told him what's going to do. And it, his number one receiver, well, that might be George Pickens, but uh, his number one receiver, Deontay Johnson. Otherwise, uh, didn't know until they got onto the field.
0: Yeah. So what do you think? What what was it that Tomlin made that decision? Because that, that's got to be a Tomlin decision, something that big. Yeah. What yeah. was it with Trubisky's play? Because he's talked about, hey, we're going to ride with Mitch. What what compelled him to, to make that change so early? You
1: well, know? you know, I told you about Pickett had a terrible Wednesday practice. Yeah. and And Tomlin was surprisingly hot. So you can look at that in retrospect as Tomlin had expectations for this kid to start, you know, showing him, having a good week of practice to justify this. Tomlin had him on his mind, which in retrospect, we can, yeah. So he's a little, come on, man, let's pick this up. I got I might have plans for you this week. He he couldn't watch Mitch anymore. I I am used to coaches that watch Mitch mm-hmm. <laughs> and and are uh but I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't moving the team.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you could say that maybe he he didn't get he he should have been given another half. I mean, some people are saying he he wasn't given enough time. And maybe if he rallies past the Jets, that and you know, he doesn't throw the interceptions Kenny had. You know, I don't know that Kenny's were bad interceptions, right? Mm-hmm. There were deflections. The hail Mary, you can, you can throw that off. Yeah. I thought, I thought the miss on the pitch might have been his bigger mistake. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that that's nitpicking stuff, and maybe Mitch doesn't do that. Maybe they win by three, and maybe you're two and two and you really haven't changed much about this team if Mitch stays a quarterback for loss to the Bills and the rest that are to come. So, you know, Tomo was tired of it. He, he wasn't uh, – so, you know, if you want to stretch and say Mitch deserved another half to see if he could come back – after getting a little momentum by being personally fouled. That's all he did on that drive was be personally (laughs) fouled. (laughs) Well, you could say that, but yeah. yeah, Who's going to argue that, that this was time, especially, you know, like I've been saying all along, Tomlin knows what Pickett doesn't know. We don't. So Tomlin must've been satisfied. And you, you look at, at how he played. It looked just like the preseason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you
1: know uh th- those couple of interceptions you know
0: that, you at know, the,
1: the, the 31 you know we could say well why pitch the ball I, I, okay we can blame the play calling there but yeah I, yeah I i really have no qualms about any of it
0: right yeah. let's let's dig into the numbers and the performance here of pickett a little bit and just comparing um something that jumped out to me looking at the stat lines here trubisky 6.5 yards per attempt Pickett 9.2, and that's a pretty significant difference there. And, you know, everybody's going to point to Pickett's interceptions. I saw some criticism of Pickett there on those picks. The one in Claypool, I'm sorry, if it hits you in your hands and Claypool is supposed to be that combat catch guy, catch the ball. Now, the the throw to Frayermuth, you know, he's getting beat up on that a little bit. You know, he should have just thrown it out of bounds. But, I mean, it did hit. Fergermuth's hands there, but let's let's talk about just his Pickett's performance and how you would assess his first action in an NFL game.
1: There was a play in which and Williams, I, wasn't he like the number two pick of a draft? Yeah. He's he a done. bad dude. He's yeah. a bad dude. I don't know what it looked like on TV. From the press box, it looked like he blasted him. Oh, he <laughs> is bad. Okay? I, I, you know, somebody wrote that he threw him to the ground. That makes it sound like, you know, he he would grab him by the shoulders and throw. I thought it was just a crushing blow.
0: Yeah.
1: One that you don't want this guy taking too many times. One that some guys will say, see, you shouldn't put him back behind this offensive line. I don't believe it in that. But, man, he delivered. It was a strike. And Briar yeah. moved down the field. So yes. forget about all this. We're, we're trying to nitpick and force some mistakes and blame him for stuff. That throw is what I'm going to remember from from that performance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy, Jim, is I think there was a game in the preseason, because, and you mentioned it was a continuation of preseason play. There was a similar play where he got absolutely drilled and he delivered the back. Yeah. So, I mean, that's must be yeah. his game. He's fearless in the pocket.
1: Yeah. 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 Again, we don't want no brain trauma developing no you know
0: we've had him for 10 years
1: i think that throw in the preseason was to fryermuth as well okay and you know for forget forget the result forget these you know nitpicking these uh mistakes um look at the character for for pickett for one i mean he he looks like a quarterback a quarterback yeah. that you can win a championship with eventually uh, forget about making the playoffs. I don't care, make the playoffs or whatever. Uh, I mean, we're going to watch what happened last year again.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, a fryer move. Uh, Pat, uh, uh, this was a one-on-one. Uh, devel- I'm developing a relationship with Pat, and he could have said anything, and he could have trusted me, Even you know, if he thought it was a bad pass or it was a bad pick, a bad decision by Kenny. It was all my fault. Yeah. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That'd have been a tough catch. You can't take all the blame because no, it hit me in the hands. That was on me. And he was just so sad and distraught. He truly was taking accountability for that. Yeah. Jalen Warren, Jalen, uh, I'm developing a good relationship with him. Jalen, what happened on that pitch? Oh, I, I must have lined up too deep. I go, ah, you, you, you're too hard on yourself. He goes, well, I should have caught it. It hit my fingertips. And we yeah. all know it was a bad pitch but he wanted to take accountability. Even, even Kenny said, no, that was on me. Yeah. Jalen's crazy. Cause somebody used that. He was too deep. He's saying he's too deep. Kenny said, nah, that was me. Accountability on all parts of all, no, no finger pointing, no nothing. I talked to James Daniels. Uh, the he's, he's pretty much the leader of that offensive line. I, I like some of the other guys he, he stepped up and he, he took my questions uh, you know, and I, I reminded him what Fanica said about Ben Roethlisberger when Ben was a rookie stepping in, but Alan was not, I'm not excited about a rookie quarterback. They just don't know enough. <laughs> James, man, he's ready. I don't, I, I don't agree with that. I, I'm ready. I, my job is to block for him. My job is to make sure he doesn't get hit. Right. There's accountability. there. There's accountability all over the locker room. And these, these were one-on-one interviews, not mob scenes where the cliche is always uttered in front right. of cameras. Yeah. These are, these are personal interviews and they know I'll, I'll protect them. And I, I just want background stuff. They're all accountable. They're all, they're all in on this. They all like it. Uh, there's no grumbling. There's no blaming Pickett for this, that, that, that's, that's part of our jobs in the game reviews, but When you're writing your column and your opinion, your visceral takeaways, this was a
0: big day. This is a
1: big day for the Steelers.
0: And I think uh, you could use the axiom here that they may have lost the battle, but they've won the war. Because with Trubisky, you didn't have that optimism that he was going to take you to the playoffs consistently or lead you to the Super Bowl. But and I'm not saying that we're guaranteed this will pick it, but you have the hope, the optimism that. He's the next franchise guy. And I know it's just one half of football, but Steelers Nation, even though we've lost, they lost it. Look, I'm saying we, even though the Steelers lost to the Jets, you have to feel good about the future of this franchise under Kenny Pickett.
1: You have to. You do. It was one half of football, but it was the same stuff we were seeing in the preseason. So that wasn't a mirage. That wasn't uh uh, a part of dumbing down the offense, a vanilla offense, and going against other teams backups. Yeah. This is the same thing we saw. We saw it again. And we saw him taking a brutal blast from an elite defensive lineman. So uh yeah, it is it is a big day.
0: It really is. So here's the big question, Jim, because I know some people were saying that Mike Tomlin was non-committal in his press conference about pickett starting next week in Buffalo. He's gotta be the starter right there's no way it's Trubisky
1: oh I'm not going to make up his decision for him I mean hey you know what does it really matter I mean he he needs his development there's no doubt and that will happen we're we're seeing a coach who's not afraid to give him time and 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 go through this necessary process of developing a young quarterback whether he starts him uh (laughs) In a sure loss at Buffalo, uh, you know that's up to him. I, I think he'll make the right decision, um and I don't. I don't know what the right decision is because I don't know what I don't know about Kenny. Yeah, uh, and what you know his understanding of everything and getting him ready to start this game, what that entails. Right, uh, but you got to realize that Tomlin has to be happy. He'll never admit it. It was a loss. Right. That he has to be happy with what he saw.
0: Right. So let's just do a quick recap of, um, you know, let, let's hit on the defense real fast. I do want to give credit to the offensive line. They had a nice push I felt in the running game. You know, there are a little bit of problems in pass protection um, defensively just seems like more of the same issues that are coming up with inability to stop the run in key situations. What's your take on the defense? Yeah. Uh,
1: the defensive front, uh, you know, disappointing. Uh, but, but we know we've been, you know, at Steel City Insider, we have a college spotlight. And again, we focused on defensive linemen, uh, our guy, our draft analyst, Roy Countryman. This is his second de tackle that he's focused on. And, and I think we can see that the picks getting higher and higher each week. And I think we all know that that's the area that needs to be addressed. So to be shocked that they got gouged again, you know, I, I don't believe it's scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't believe it's Miles Jack. I don't believe it's Devin Bush. You know, he could always have better players. And I don't know that Miles Jack has the health and physical, the youth in his physicality to make it through the rebuild. Yeah. I I and my column, uh, my uh just my opinion column that I just finished, what you had to wait for it before we did this podcast. <laughs> you know, I wrote about what Chuck Knoll like said to the 1969 team, which is a what well, was a much bigger, deeper hole than this team is in. But you know, Chuck said, Hey, the good news is we're gonna win a championship here. The bad news is most of you won't be here for it. (laughs) You know, as I, as I laid out the foundational pieces in today's column, I, you know, the way miles Jack plays, I'd like to consider him a foundational piece. I just don't know if he's young enough uh, physically to withstand that. So I'm not knocking him, you know, Ogan Joby guys like that are, are decent players, but cam's in and out. Now he cam's getting beat up two different injuries so, you know, uh, they're getting run on. Yeah, They're getting run on by a team that's been drafting top 10 for, what, how many years now? So yeah. there's some talent
0: on the Jets, trust me. Right. So then let's kind of close this up here, Jim. If we forecast out for the rest of the season, and not, I'm not asking for a prediction or anything, but where does this team go from here after, you know, three th- three straight losses and now the most brutal s- stretch of their schedule? Are they going to go 0 for their last seven?
1: Well, I don't know. You know, other teams get beat up and have key injuries too. And and so you never know where that's going to pop up on the schedule. And I'll let you stick with the predictions. I'm just going to report on this grind. It's a grind. It's a process. It's a rebuild. And in my opinion, the rebuild just got a huge lift by finding the quarterback. We we kind of figured he was the quarterback, but I think now you can say, yeah, this isn't a preseason mirage. This kid's the real deal. So that's what I
0: take away. Right. And I'm not rushing it, but man, I can't wait to Latrobe next year. <laughs> <Kenny> Pickers- <laughs> Butter,
1: man. Hey, we just got to October. I love October. Man. <laughs> Come on. Let me, me enjoy too. this brisk air.
0: Yep. All right. Well, everybody, we appreciate you joining us here for the Still City Insider podcast. This is episode 39. We're going to hit 40. We're going to turn 40 next week, Jim incredible who wore number 40 for the Pittsburgh Steelers Uh, Myron Boo Bell episode huh that's who I was gonna say yeah (laughs) Yeah. we will be back at you next week hopefully we're talking a upset win over the bills with Kenny Pickett at the helm but we will be back here next week you can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel you can check out my work at thestillstudy.com and give me a follow at still study on Twitter but in between now and Sunday have a tremendous week and let's go Steelers. Take it easy, Jim.
1: Later, Jeremy.